You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Hey, Maddie, are you excited about uh, interviewing Kim for tonight's episode? Totally, totally, super excited. I'm really excited, too. I heard that she is a real diehard Republican, though. So I don't know how it's going to go. Really? Because I heard um, through the grapevine on the internet that she was a liberal and, you know, we're going to have obvious disagreements there. That's weird. You know, another thing I also heard. What? I heard she's into dudes, really, like a lot. (laughs) That the whole (laughs) lesbertarian thing is a just false flag. I'm just thinking. I am. Um, all right. I'm going to have to stop you there because that's just a little too far. You can call me a Republican. What? You can call me a liberal. But as soon as you call me heterosexual, <laughs> we might have some issues. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. Hello, Vixen listeners. If you haven't already figured it out, we've got one more uh, cat in the group tonight, and we've got our good friend, Kimberly Shang. Greetings there, everybody. And she is the host of the MLGA Podcast Network's latest release, uh, Lesbertarian. Yes. You know, it kind of sounds pretty self-explanatory, but... (laughs) Here's Kim to actually tell us, you know, what she aims to do, what she's what she's doing here. Well, my podcast is just there are none, no libertarian podcasts that are LGBT specific that I can really find, or at least that didn't last. So I decided that is a void we need to fill, and who better to fill it than an obnoxious lesbian? So there you go. I don't know why she's Cam- here to fill that hole. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, ladies, we're just gonna just be yes, ladies. dirty puns all night. Apparently, <laughs> well, our usually pretty clean <laughs> podcast might get a little bit um, inappropriate, but hey, we're all adults. We're all consenting, and we're all keeping it peaceful, having That's a right. good time here. Um, yeah, so. Kim, uh, you're not new to both the public eye and not new to podcasting generally. Um, you're kind of a podcasting maniac, so I'm glad to see you're back and channeling all of your knowledge and your energy towards this new project. Um, do you want to talk about anything like what you were doing beforehand or how you got here or, you know, what's kind of more interesting maybe is how you did actually put your foot into local politics. Ugh. Yeah, that'll, if anything, will scare you into uh, being a volunteerist to be running for politics. Mm. Uh, I, I guess I'll just try to compress that all down. I started out my career as, this is going to be a surprise to no one, about a black lesbian. Started out as a liberal podcaster. <laughs> Whoa! And I used to have a podcast called... Leftfield! Uh, called, I think it was Ethnic Lesbian and Random that's the podcast. Oh, man. I didn't even know about that one. <laughs> it, it's really old, and I think all the podcast episodes are gone, which is good because you would hear all of the status liberal stuff I used to say. It's just embarrassing. I feel like we should dig that up sometime. No, no, I'm good. Hi, uh, can we just... Oh, uh, we can't stop recording here and cut that out. No? <laughs> no. But after the, after about October 2015, when I decided all the 
candidates that we had running were terrible, I started looking into libertarianism and luckily ran into some people that were willing to teach me. That's when I started the podcast most people know me for, Newborn Libertarian, was just having people on who understood libertarianism and we would just debate things and all that good stuff. And then the original incarnation of Make Liberty Great Again podcast had me and Cam and another friend Sarah on it. So that is where I came from podcast-wise. And as I mentioned politics before, in 2016, I ran for state senate in Nevada, and that was quite a process. It uh, definitely made me fly towards volunteerism because it's just a bunch of nonsense, and it costs too much money for that nonsense, and, of course, the loss. That was fun. Yeah, but you didn't lose that bad. But, uh... Yeah, I was one of the few libertarians that, that got over 9%. I had about I think it, almost 31% yeah, of the Yeah, I thought vote. that was a pretty good number, actually. Yeah, you did kick ass, all things considered. You did what you could, very stunning and brave, and I could not have done what you did. Never again. <laughs> I couldn't do it, I know that. <laughs> I remember, like, just kind of like, because when we first, quote-unquote, met, because we have actually all... Every, listeners already know that I haven't met Jesse in person. I've never met Kim in person either, but we'll all get around to it eventually, yep. right? Um, but so I remember, you know, in the early days of our, what, what was I thinking? Of? It's like a, it's almost like a digital nation by consent, if we want to get a little bit Rothbardian. But um, so our online oasis where we all found each other, um, you know, I remember first meeting Kim, like, I feel like when I say back in the day, it was probably honestly like, a good three years ago right yeah and um it's weird to think about that um and how far we've all come and how far to where the world has gone since but uh, i remember like when you first announced that you were actually gonna run it was like pretty amazing um and it's even like been a long time since yeah. then what is happening to the world and <laughs> <laughs> if i had an answer for that i have no idea but it feels like, we've been through a few presidential cycles, and we're just being all beaten and thrown around, and everything's just changing. And uh, But it's fun to watch the left eat itself. That's why I ran away from them. They are uh, a little insane right now. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, nothing but a sinking ship. And even the parts of their party and maybe once existing platform, like, you know, the part that would be more anti-war or um, really pro-civil liberties. It really doesn't seem like any of those uh, facets are still alive and strong. It seems like everybody's taking uh-huh. crazy pills, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, lefties. Like, do something redeemable, and I'll maybe still sympathize with certain parts of... I don't know, that. but I, I know, think that uh, when I look at some of my friends that are on the left, they look at the Republican side and they think the exact same thing about us, you know, like well, they I consider know. us Republicans, by the way. Hey, don't watch that. Us. <laughs> I was like, yeah, whoa, whoa, exactly. When did we yeah. become a Republican podcast? Yeah, well, I say that because I, I, I always yeah, get right? lumped into being a Republican because I don't support Trump. Yeah. So that's all it takes to be a Republican these days or because I don't hate Trump. That you don't yes. not support him yeah they don't hate him and like want his impeachment over this ridiculous like non-issue right. 
Can can we talk about and obviously? Can we talk yeah. about how they decided to impeach him? At what is it? It's all like what? When does he? When do we vote again for a new president? Oh, let's go ahead and try this impeachment inquiry. It'll make us look good. Like, what? Or desperate? <laughs> Why so late? Yeah, I, I. It looks like a desperate attempt, really, at this point. I, I I don't. I can't look at the left anymore and even see a coherent plan. I don't. I. It, I just don't. Where Where's the plan? Is anybody seeing a plan? Like, at all? <laughs> I, I think what it, it's, it's going to be is that they're going to elect Bernie and he's going to drop dead of a heart attack. Whereas his backup, Joe Biden, once again becomes vice president and he's got dementia. So that's just how this country is going to be run. I go. think what's going to happen is it's like all of them are going to fall. And then all of a sudden Hillary is going to be like, hey, guys, I'm back again. <laughs> it's either going to be crazy Hillary from the dead, like night of the living dead hillary and i would really prefer the end of the world like (laughs) meteor 2020 but um or you know i know uh on monica prez from the propaganda report she keeps planting this seed that maybe stacey abrams is gonna pop out and be the candidate that saves everybody is that i don't under she lost so bad in (laughs) in georgia yeah but like they still they still see her as some kind of figure, some idol, some person to rally behind. I don't know, Kim. Do you, what do you think? No, <laughs> I no. I don't I don't see a plan. I mean, okay. Uh, well, definitely no plan. But um, or do you? I don't know. Or could this just be it's like weird... some? This is my conspiracy theory. Is that really? They're just they want Trump to win again, and they're all super buddies with each other in secret. Like it's a long game like the Mm -hmm. longest game i don't know i went through that period where i was like i barely talked (laughs) and um i thought oh my god maybe they did elect him on purpose and when i say they i mean like i don't know i really feel like it got away from them and he is an an abomination kind of in that it wasn't supposed to happen I don't know. Maybe they're using it to the best of their advantage. I feel like they are considering some of the people that are still around him and considering the leaks that are still coming from within his own government. Like, you know, they're all trying to to tackle him from within. I don't know. Um, But what I think to to like to your 10 minute, 12 minutes into the podcast and we're already hitting conspiracies. But to your point, though, what might be. And, you know, something that Dave Smith's always said that, you know, would be really annoying to see is that, like, if and when, because, you know, it's probably going to happen, like, the economy crashes, the recession hits, and it's a huge one, right? The next one's going to be big. And um, that one hits, and it's under Donald Trump, who's the businessman, the free market guy, quote unquote. Um, You know, if it happens under him, it's going to more obviously be taken over afterwards by the left and their totalitarian socialist nonsense and like it's going to be a lot more i guess easy to convince people that obviously like we tried it this way so here's this other way that we have to try and because finally we'll get communism right i mean yeah that's probably the, what yes. they're thinking well, fair enough. Did you I, follow did. I did and I, I mean like we all know economics so you know that doesn't sound like a plausible thing but yeah. for people who don't know economics that might make a lot of sense you know so i don't know 
But yeah, I heard that. I have heard that theory before. I have, like, they're just kind of setting him up for failure, basically. But it just seems like right now, yeah. everything they're trying to do, it just keeps backfiring on them. Like, they tried to make uh, th- this whole impeachment thing backfired on Biden pretty hard and his son. So I don't know. It's, it, mm-hmm. you know, what that, how that's. I think they were better. I think they were better at this game when the internet wasn't as populated with people that were willing to actually question things and question their authority and just authority generally. And so now that we can all talk to each other without using them and we can get our information without going to the gatekeepers, you know, I feel like it's crashing and burning Mm -hmm. rapidly. And, um, you know, Trump seems to be a master Twitterer, like a master tweeter. Like, super extraordinary yeah. troll. And I feel like they can't keep up with him and because their game is archaic and no longer right. works. Yeah, I think you're right. If anything, we can be thankful for his Twitter ability. He says some really stupid stuff, but it says some really entertaining stuff. And I like to see everybody oh who hates gosh, him yeah. go flying all across. I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, why did he say that? I'm just thinking, keep going, please. This is entertaining. Yeah. It got my popcorn out. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. Like, I'm not, I'm not anti-Trump. I'm not pro-Trump. I'm, like, this whole thing, I'm anti the whole office, basically, and what it is and what it is able to do right now. Yeah. Um, but, so, I, I love the tweets. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's my favorite part. Like, if we're going to be stuck with this, at least I want to see that man's tweets. it's not what he's saying. It's, like, how people are reacting to what he says. It really is. Yes. That's yeah, exactly. the thing that is so Exposing powerful. Exposing the snakes yeah. in the grass. You know, and I think the big thing is, too, is that like maybe a lot of us don't realize he knows all these people. He's He's gone to their weddings, their children's baptisms. He's and gone to weddings. He's gone to their mitzvah. parties. He's yeah. had them I mean, at he, his. He's hobnobbed these people for, you know, decades. So... He, Such a so good he word, knows, hop-nob. He knows what he's, how, to, how to get under these people's skin. I don't like knobs. <laughs> no knobs for Kim. We're just going to... No knobs. Go on with your point before I so rudely and grossly interrupted. He does know these people. Like, he's part of the elite group. And, um, you know, they rejected him only semi-recently. Yeah. You know, like, the one my favorite... Uh, one of my favorite celebrities that hate him is Snoop Dogg because I used to be a huge Snoop Dogg fan back in in high school. And now to just see him just like completely become a belligerent child over over him, over uh, Trump, just makes me it just makes me laugh. I don't know why, but, you know, I remember when he used to talk about Trump as like somebody that he was aspiring to be. And now he absolutely can't stand him. It's just, it's hilarious. Yeah. No, that's funny and ironic. I'm thinking here is like, you know, how, what kind of symbolizes Snoop Dogg? Um, other pot? than he's like this huge pot. Yeah, right. Okay. Bingo <laughs> pot. And um, so like hates Trump viciously and ferociously, but somebody who is like this publicly pro pot, You know, I didn't hear him or see any tweets from him or, you know, Instagram posts protesting anything about um, Obama's um, DEA, like going in and raiding people in California. Because, you know, black. (laughs) That's how he was black. Uh, 
I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> he got away with a lot of things just because he was a black man, mm-hmm. or had black enough skin. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. You could say these things because somebody would eat us That's up. That's true. <laughs> well, people are just gonna have For to get pointing out the that. obvious. Yeah, we have white privilege. Yeah. My podcast is gonna be a ton of them. <laughs> The, oh man! Oh, th- those words. I thank you just, for your service now oh. and in advance. <laughs> Cannot deal with the white. Pri- I'm pretty sure my I'm gonna have a podcast episode on white privilege and how stupid I think that is because nobody acknowledges now that we've slammed white people. Now there's black privilege because I can say all the obnoxious stuff that I said, like Obama's black, which with anybody with eyeballs can see the man's black. But if a white person says it, all of a sudden everybody's freaking out, and somehow that's not black privilege. I don't understand. <laughs> it is a really interesting uh, thing that people like. What I like to watch is who, which groups do the masses put kid gloves on? You know, who gets the free pass? Who gets to say whatever they want? Who gets to have all the double standards? And um, I think it's really like illuminating when you kind of sit back and watch. Yep. And then also just like demeaning. How dare they? Yeah. And it, at the end of the day, you're just not you're not any closer to the truth or to solving a problem, which Oh no, but those are yeah, those aren't aims of theirs. I can't stand that kind of stuff cuz I am a problem solver. So that that automatically means I can't even hang with anybody on the left for too long, you know, especially if we're going to be talking politics. Well, you got to have that culture of victimhood. That's how the votes get in. I mean, when I was a Democrat and they were telling us how, oh, you poor, you poor black thing. You're never going to get anywhere. Oh, and you came out of the closet. Now you're really marginalized. You can't even get a voter ID, Kim. Yeah, it's it's just all the sad. (laughs) Actually, Kim, will will you prove that you have a voter ID or like you have an ID? Show Uh, us your ID. It's probably in the bottom of a drawer somewhere. A bunch of All receipts right, and, and stuff. But I do have one. But you you do have one. Thank God. Because your mom. Well, she, I, can, I think I tried to get her. Actually, I did. Now that I remember, I got her to register as a libertarian because she's in my Very district. Nice. She was in my to district when I ran for office. Yay. Got it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. At least my mom voted for me. Just <laughs> You know you're special when your mom votes Aww. for you. <laughs> Even though I'm just not going to vote again. That's just a bad idea. <laughs> so you're not going to vote again? I can't even see how I would at this point. I mean, it's basically Trump against this flock of weirdos. I, I yeah. can't even see. Yeah, we don't even know. And the Libertarian yet. Party is not an option. Oh, no, no. Just no. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> the LP, I mean... They've they've tried so hard, and I always get slammed for saying, "Hey, you know, at least he tried to like." Well, I got more votes than Gary Johnson technically, and that's just a sad story because he had more money. Yeah, that dude was. I don't know. Uh, he was yeah, special. girl. I don't. <sighs> yeah, no, he blew it. Um, I guess like so. I'm not affiliated with any party. I'm registered as an independent, so I can't vote in any primaries here. So I'm kind of like you know not able to have as much fun as maybe I could and if I if Maryland was different but um so I haven't done it yet because there's you know more important things in my life like I need to find a primary care physician or like yeah. a dermatologist but I have considered maybe 
and maybe you'll talk me out of it, but um, I have maybe considered joining the LP just so I can participate with the Mises Caucus. Me cocks? <laughs> just because, like, so, I don't know, like, I wasn't convinced beforehand, but then after Dave Smith kind of annihilated Nick Sarwark and Ugh. made it a point to say that, you know, like, we've yeah. got to get this guy uh, and people like I, him I, out of, like, if this party has our name or any, is any kind of affiliation on us, like, how do we yeah, get this people out? Yeah, I kind of see that. I guess I, we can't. I, but I, I don't know. I about doing that, too, just, um... Just to vote out people like him, and then maybe maybe we ha- might have enough power to be able to get people to represent us that actually represent us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was that was part of the reason I went to the uh, the LP convention was last time was to vote him straight out in 2018, and we didn't succeed, which really I, was I just don't get that disappointing. Yeah, and I guess I don't understand that. I uh, guess I don't understand other libertarians. <laughs> yeah I, well welcome to welcome to libertarianism i guess we don't understand each We're other a bunch of weird introverts that um yeah don't understand each other or at best and at worst like hate each other secretly well purity yeah. tests and whatnot if people want to ask me what i like what if i liked anybody in the political field i'd say libertarians and they'd ask me who do i hate in the the pol- political field and i would say libertarians yeah because we're I don't know what it is about libertarians. This we're always at each other's throats. It's probably the opinionated individual sort of thing. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, this, right? I, I don't get it's it. It's the autism that just it just <laughs> we maybe all a little bit of that. Have a little bit of it, I think. But it makes us hard. It makes it hard for us to admit when we're wrong or to listen to each other sometimes. So, but of course, I'm the right one. So. <laughs> of course, of course. That I makes know, things so simple. Just, no, if you know that. <laughs> I thought, can we go back to how the liberals think? And just because I'm black, my opinion is just elevated above everybody else's. I kind of like that <laughs> when it benefits yeah, let's me. Yeah, definitely go back there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that really works sometimes, right? It's like you know, I just I, sometimes the the uh, black pr- privilege is good, depending. I mean, take it when I don't you can. I, if I were black, I'd do it. <laughs> they they spoon feed it. To, they spoon feed it to you. So you know, <laughs> I'm taking take advantage of that sometimes. Yeah, though at some points, I kind of get upset about it because then it brings up the maybe I shouldn't talk about the the topic of people thinking that I got my job because of affirmative action and that kind of. Thing. And I was like, I'm pretty sure if that was the case, then I'd probably be fired by now because uh, the dean of the school probably would have lost his internet because it's hard to be an engineer and not get caught for screwing up your job. So maybe I don't exactly like all of the privileges that come with being black because apparently people just think you're an idiot. Well, don't gotta love some uh, unintended consequences, right? So like people might look at you and think about that, but I think where you're safe besides being an awesome badass is that like the sciences at least in my experience are a lot less affected mm-hmm. i mean 100 percent, everybody has to agree in climate change but um you know the sciences aren't as affected as the humanities by some of that That's true. where you know there is still it's still more merit-based and it's still more like you've got to work your ass off and you've got to be able to prove like that you can 
do this these skills and you can meet these deadlines and you are able to do what your degree says you're able to do yeah. whereas you know like i don't i don't want to like throw a entire humanities department under the bus but um yeah go ahead go with english <laughs> i was gonna say history Philosophy. This time, i mean but... you could just all of them just put them all in the trash they're dumb or the new, like, psychology wings that are coming out that are, you know, for, like, intersectionality oh, or, like, man. you know, black-colored psychology. <laughs> okay, what is so, that? I mean, because I used to be a therapist and I was a, in the psychology world for a while. I will say that since I've left oh, yeah. that field and went into nursing, I've watched that whole science just, I mean, I don't even know what it is anymore. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's even really based on science. Um yeah, it was already. I mean, it was already feelings, considered a soft science because it, you're looking at behaviors, and you know you can't really get inside people's mind and know everything 100 percent how people think. But um, so you're mm-hmm. just looking at trends. But I'm starting to look at just some of the things that have happened recently. Like I have a friend, I have a really close friend who's a therapist, and um, we were talking about the recent shooting that happened in El Paso and uh, Dayton, Ohio, mm-hmm. and. We were talking about how, you know, she's a lefty, obviously, and she thinks that, you know, gun control, we just haven't found the magic law that will fix everything. Um, but <laughs> I, and I, not I, yet. So we're I'm getting thinking, there. Close. you're a therapist, really you know, you know that these people are not mentally stable that want to do this kind of stuff, right? And she's just like, no, Jesse, the consensus from the, Psycho- psychoanalysts or whatever she said is that it's not school shootings or mass shootings are not a ment- are not from a mental illness and I'm thinking to myself like are you kidding me like that doesn't even make sense are you mentally ill so like, I mean she was dead what? serious on this so I started to look I looked into it and there is there's like articles that talk about like this isn't caused from a mental illness this is a gun control issue they and I'm just thinking the the psychology science itself has been just taken over so much by the left that, yeah, it's just Activists. taken over that now it's not even a science. And I'm thinking like this, how dangerous is that? That you're not even willing to address like a mass shooting type incident and, and look to look at all the trends to try and find, you know, maybe some way we could prevent these kind of things from happening. Like I can just think of a few things just off the top of my head. I mean, all of these people are on psychotropic medications for example mm. <laughs> and I, yeah that that seems to be uh, a dead giveaway and that, like, that was always one thing when i worked in the hospital because we would do um people that would come in for homicidal or suicidal ideation that would be one thing that we as therapists we'd have to talk to all our patients as they're discharging because they'd only be there for like three or f- to five days We'd have to warn them about the psychotropic medications because that is a huge warning, especially our teenagers. We'd have to give the parents a big pamphlet and warning about, you know, your child may try to commit suicide even after they've been hospitalized. So you'll need to watch that. And I remember parents being like, well, then why are you putting this on my like, why are you giving this to my kid? And I'd be like, I don't know. 
I don't want to do it. I'm not the doctor. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I quit, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and now and you don't I'm, do that I anymore. I actually, that's just, like, I think about it all the time about how if I were to go back into psych as a nurse and I'd have to give people those medications, I don't know if I could do it. Like, I don't know if I would feel good about myself. So I don't know if I ever go back in that. Yeah, it seems like a lot, a lot of uh, compromising of your principles would have to be done, and I think you're way too much yeah, of an I eight know. to do that. That's uh, that's one that gets me in trouble with nursing all the time. Like I've thought about vaccinations too. Um, there's lots of jobs right now this time of year just for part time, giving flu shots. Don't really want to give people flu shots. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> not a big fan of the flu shots, and uh, that do- that doesn't make me popular amongst my peers. So, I believe that. Imagine. So let's see what else has activism <laughs> ruined: yeah. sciences, humanities. Yeah, healthcare. it's pretty much ruined everything. Oh, oh I mean, it really has. It's not made anybody safer. And I was just thinking about this, like in the car the other day, about how. Um, all these protests that have that we've had since Trump became president, um, even during the Obama administration, with the uh, you know the what was it the the ninety nine percent or whatever, you know, have any of these protests done anything for anyone? Did it actually accomplish anything? Like, is are these is this activism even doing anything, or is it just keeping these people busy while the elites? do whatever they want to is that a rhetorical question yeah that sounds rhetorical <laughs> to me because it makes all the activists feel yeah. good about themselves they're doing something they're going yeah we're out here protesting and all that good stuff and holding stupid signs hashtag and while you're blah, sitting blah, there blah. yeah and you're just sitting here behind your computer screen making fun of me and it was like well it's either sit behind my computer screen or do something useful i'd rather do something useful the what you're doing over here just screaming and yelling and trying to be seen not actually as useful as you think it is because the elites as you're saying are doing whatever they would like regardless we're too busy fighting each other and they're yeah. just like it just doesn't make any sense yeah no again it is like all part of the d- division bread and circuses game and um yeah it any chance that people are out there fighting and screaming in the streets uh, and it's just been heightened um, in the past few years, any more of that is just like divide us further. And it's such a distraction. But again, it's like, I think it's either, I don't know, the mask is sort of coming off. Like the sheet is being, is falling because like I said, people don't go to the gatekeepers anymore for their information. They're going to see it, the live footage um, on the on the internet. You know, they can see for themselves what is actually happening on yeah. the ground. I mean, I think that kind of leads us into what we were originally thinking about talking about is about fake news. You know, this is what's presented to us on the news, and now we question everything. Um, people are more and more questioning things, I guess I should say. There's still people that they just watch... CNN or ABC and they just say sure that's what that's what's going on okay but then I think more and more people are realizing that all this stuff is just lies I um I appreciate one I love Sam Tripoli and tinfoil hat but uh I love his uh positivity too that he does seem to think that more and more people are waking up and he's like you know the whole world was awake for about 18 hours after uh epstein was suicided yes i mean 
died. Oh yeah, Epstein. I mean, murder. I say murder killed <laughs> <Crazy>. every time. <laughs> oh yeah, he. That whole he thing about the guy yeah. who basically sex trafficked children. That guy that we all forgot about, right? And there's still... Oh, yeah. And he was caught oh, yeah. before Convenient doing it. And there's caught before this doing there's it. thousands of names that yeah. have been named that we still don't know of people that procured his uh, child sex slaves that we Ugh. seem to have forgotten about those people, too. Right? But Believe all women, except anything, any of them that, um, you know, been sex slaves for against Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. And Ghislaine Maxwell. For powerful yeah, rich people? Not those women. Oh. Don't blame, or don't believe those people. Well, no, we need yeah. to impeach Trump first. <laughs> and then we can... Yeah. <laughs> we. You have to only care about our yes. whistleblowers. <laughs> oh. <Yeah>. That's... <laughs> our handcrafted, specially picked whistleblowers that aren't even yeah. whistleblowing. I mean, and if there's not... Okay, just like today, there was a whole big deal that kind of came out online about... Because um, ABC posted this footage of war, of the Turks attacking the Kurds, <laughs> right? And then, come to find out... You all can't see it, but Kim's cracking up. Kim's it laughing was actually the right story now. right here. It was actually <laughs> footage of people shooting with machine guns gas tanks in Knobs Creek, Kentucky in 2017. <laughs> but, you know, sure. Cool. <laughs> sure. If you... Those are those evil, freedom-hating people across the globe that we've got to extend ourselves and the American Empire has to be there, you know, defending our freedoms I mean, and because of... That's the internet at work. What rednecks do in Pennsylvania. And that's exactly what you were saying, Maddie, is that is the internet is exposing so much now. And it's hard, it's hard for them to lie to us. We're beating the system. (laughs) That's just, if you don't believe that they're, they're not lying, they're lying to us at this point, just, just see that video. I don't know. It made my day and I tried really hard not to laugh in my office. (laughs) That they were caught that quickly, and it was just that that obvious. <laughs> I was just thinking, if you still believe the government is telling you the truth, I, I don't know, I'd have to smack you with this laptop while the video was playing. I have no idea how I can help you. Well, Freudian slip there, believe the government or believe the mainstream media. Like, is there a difference these days? It's yeah. such a weird, like, world we're living in. And, um, like Dave Smith's been saying recently is like if this was a state run media if this wasn't a state run media like what would the state run media look like how is it how would it be any different from what we have well, right and now and it makes me wonder too cuz you know like i was saying it's like is trump kind of like a plan or is it more of like a deep state thing where you know it's the people that we didn't vote for that are have that are pulling all the strings and doing all this stuff you know like, we already know CNN has, um, they have advisors that are CIA agents and FBI agents. Um, wouldn't surprise me if Fox yeah. does as well. Um, I just, I know that anything that they're going to tell us is going to be slanted in one way or another. And I think that's kind of the only way you can really uh, not get taken in is by just going in saying, okay, this is going to be the spin from... Fox is it's going to be pro Trump, pro right, pro war, and when I go to MSNBC, 
it's going to be a hate Trump pro war. <laughs> you know? Yeah, still pro war, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like Hitler is, yeah, still very pro war, yeah. weirdly. Like, it's just weird. Did you guys see that? When I, like I said, they're supposed to not, be, they're supposed to be Did the Did you guys ever group. see that, uh, The that. View, where they, uh, Ron Paul, or not Ron Paul, Rand Paul came on The View and he got, yeah, he got tagged. that today. I don't know how recent it was. <laughs> All the harpies came out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I thought he handled himself pretty well though. You know, when he started asking them, like, would you, so you're, you're going to send your kids then to war. You're cool with, you're cool with that. You know? kind of turning it on them saying like well it you know you're okay with you send it's under your word you you want to send people to die and i think that's how we need to look at it but you know Hmm. yeah no i did think that was excellent framing on his part yeah i'll give him props they they didn't want to answer they didn't want to let him get those points out they didn't want to answer his questions they had their question, which was you know what about strategy when do you when has Whoopi goldberg given a flying f <laughs> about military strategy and well, what does that woman thing. know? Yeah, she can't even her hair. I wouldn't trust any of her opinions if that is her hairstyle. I don't even think she's honestly. been in war like movies her out, her to even talk selections. about it. <laughs> right? Like you're irrelevant. I don't lady. know. She was really good in the ghost, but yeah, <laughs> not really. Even Sister Act, man, come on. <laughs> that was not show. really. I think anybody could have been good in Ghost. <laughs> yeah, that good point yeah. on that one. Um... But yeah, I think that uh, it one thing that drives me crazy too. Um, I have a friend that I got on into a fight with recently on Facebook because he's he, we used to go to high school together, and he posted something, and I just I know I should have just ignored him, but he's posted something like, "How can anybody be a Republican these days with the president we have?" And you know, just kind of turning it into like this, like all Republicans are corrupt. And then like me and a couple other people were like, okay, sure. The Republicans are corrupt. We'll give you that. But what about the left? Like, do you think the left is corrupt too? No, no, the the left is fine. I mean, he literally said that. And we were like, okay, wait, wait, Clinton. I mean, even the Clintons, he was like, oh, that stuff is just overblown. So then at, at that point, it's like, Mm-mm. I know he's so brainwashed at this point that I don't know how to get out of the. Now I don't know how to get out. You know what I mean? Have you ever been in those those types of debates where you're like, OK, I shouldn't have gotten into this because this person's crazy. <laughs> well, I I don't get into debates because I, that's when I really let my uh, type nine wing shine through and I'm a peacekeeper. And I try and, like, make myself invisible and slide out and act like I was never there because I'm like, wow, you have to help yourself and I can't yeah. help you. No, I just turn into a black woman. I turn into a black woman. I'm like, here, we're going to have Me this too. discussion. <laughs> and, <laughs> and See, I, you guys are my heroes. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you how you're I'm wrong. I'm just, like, burning sage. Like, I can't <laughs> handle it. I can just see. I can't handle dumbness. I'm just like, I'm going to go meditate. I mean, and this is a person I know who's not stupid at all. He's a very intelligent person, very intelligent man but it's clear to me that he's not thinking this through and he's not seeing the whole picture so it was definitely like then at this point it's like I'm trying to get out of the argument but it's like I still am like just so annoyed at it you know (laughs) just say hey I gotta go pick up my kids good luck with your mental (laughs) problems 
<laughs> I don't know. I was going to say, you know, the R word. Oh, and but... his wife even got involved in it, too, because, you know, she's like, <laughs> she's one of those, like, harpy social justice warriors, too. So she had to get involved and defend her husband. Don't you love those? Oh, and she definitely yeah, wears the Yeah, don't you the love pants. those? Like, the, the yeah. Democrat or, like, the left guy is so weak that his wife has to come in and save him from the mean libertarian girl. Uh, <laughs> no. Ha! <laughs> The mean libertarian yeah. nurse. <laughs> so, yeah, she was like giving me. So, so apparently, scary. if you think that both sides are corrupt, it's whataboutism is what she is calling it, you know, because, you know, what about blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, OK, yeah, but I'm admitting that the right is wrong, too. It's not like I'm saying you're completely wrong, but you're just completely missing the no, point. No, Jesse, you can only pick one side. You, only one side. So There's if one, one side, side is terrible, you clearly side. on the other side, Jesse. Pick one side. You can you only have missing, one side. You're missing beep, the robot beep. dance that Maddie's doing right now. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm not coordinated. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, though. Beep, beep. So I don't know. I don't how. I hope that maybe we can wake some people up because... It's not, it's looking kind of scary out there. Yeah, I can, I I always tell people, I mean, I guess it depends on what's, where you came from in the past, unless you were, you just came flying out of the womb, a libertarian, lucky people. But I was on the side of people I didn't want to hear crap that, I didn't know a libertarian existed, I didn't want to hear crap the Republicans were saying, I was hard, I might as well have been heading just... Just in my my lesbian U-Haul all the way to <laughs> communism, I was just I was gone, and I was ready to pick up AOC on the way. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, and I turned it around when I started to realize, wait a minute, these these people, these Democrats, these they're all these candidates are leaving me behind. I'm starting to realize they really didn't care about because I was all the anti-war, and I think that's what did it for me. And all of a sudden, the war kept on from. When 9-11 happened, and then I was thinking, okay, we had all those years of war with Obama because he's black. That everything's just going to change, right? And that nothing changed. And I think it takes certain things like that mm-hmm. for people who are just mired in the state to actually open their eyes. And some, it just takes a little bit yeah. longer. I think if you have principles, that's what changes you. Because, like, if you really are a diehard, I hate war, I don't want to do this anymore then you can't help but see how both parties are not, they're not for you, you know? They both are, they're both yeah. pro-war, they both support war, they both have voted over and over again to go to war, so it's not for you. And, and if you're in economics, if you care about, you know, free markets and all that stuff, you realize both parties are not for you. You know, it's just... Nope. Uh, And you start to realize you don't fit into these things because the principles don't match up. But if you don't have principles, then you're easily just pulled in one direction to the next. I think that's a fair point. And like, you know, I think most people are probably uh, issue voters. And so, you know, they might look at one issue, whether they're in the Democratic Party or in the Republican Party, but they might look at like one issue and be like, okay, well, what's my prescribed answer for this question or you know this topic and um but so those are all the different what's and then if you have a underlying principle uh you have the why 
that kind of like determines, at least for me, that's why I've said before, you know, when I kind of decided that if consistency was my thing and I wanted to be as logical, logically consistent as possible, I needed to start like kind of like peeling back all the other layers and just like stuck with the why. Forgot all the what's, forgot all my positions. And it was like, okay, well, so like, this is the why, this is what I want to believe in. So like, you know, absolutely pro free market. Um, And then I realized that like non-aggression, that being the underlying Mm -hmm. principle kind of solves Mm -hmm. all the what's. It it answers all the questions for you. So you're, I'm able to be as logically consistent as I want to be, as I wanted to be in like something internally like drives me to be. And for me... I will say that I like being uh, a libertarian little L because I I never really was like, you know, I, I can't stand gay people. I can't stand black people or whatever, you know. How rude. I'm leaving. <laughs> Just kidding. Ah, get Which out. Which I think Damn, that, <laughs> honestly, like, the parties were split for, like, okay, I'm older than you guys, but I was my our parties were split. It was like, I remember, you know, gay marriage was like the biggest issue when I was like a kid that that people would vote on and that was why they voted Republican because they did not want gay marriage and you know god forbid but now I mean like I look backing on it I was thinking like I never ever fit into either side because I was I never really cared about any of that stuff and I just wanted everybody to get along with each other (laughs) you know and to me, the being a libertarian is allowing everybody to be an individual, allowing everybody to do what they want, be what they want. You know, that's the beauty of it. And then, you know, you can coexist with with all these different people and you might disagree on little things, but you fundamentally believe that they have a right to be who they are and what they and do what they want. So that's peaceful right there. Yeah, that's a, the main reason I started my podcast because I in the first episode goes into is libertarianism LGBT friendly. And my point got all the way around to I feel if you are somebody who wants to be comfortable in their skin and have to deal with not being able to be who you are, especially decades ago where you definitely as a gay person yeah. couldn't come out, mm-hmm. then libertarianism just makes the most sense more than the left or right. Because it's all about being an individual and ha- and other people having to respect you for you as long as you don't harm them and vice versa. So I don't see how yeah. you can get, no, I have to be a Republican or a Democrat. No, libertarianism seems to make the most logical sense. Mm-hmm. And I- Yep. Don't hurt people. Don't take their stuff. Doesn't matter if they like girls, boys. Yeah. Doesn't matter what color they are. It's like, that's the simplest and most accessible and to use their favorite word inclusive sort of ideology or um philosophy that's Uh, out there see gay people just come on over come on come on over let's hang yeah especially yes definitely come over because you know i need some dating prospects so (laughs) just kidding just kidding (laughs) just kidding (laughs) sort of we're not fishing yeah, sort of. Taking there are ways, there are applications. Way to... You know, yes. get It's a very long application, so be, get though. ready. <laughs> I have lots lots of requests. Yeah. It's fine. I'm very picky. picky. Hey, have standards. Nothing wrong with that. I guess right. my standard just can't be girl. Yeah. 
<laughs> Need something else than that because girls are yeah, crazy. Yeah, I feel I I, I feel yes, for you on that one because so. girls can be crazy sometimes. I mean, men can too, but I'm not. So like when I was pregnant, oh luck. my god, I felt so bad for my husband. Oh, Looking man. back on it, I was like I was horrible to him, but oh well. Husbands are heroes, so if they can deal with us, it's, it gets them ready women. for when they have kids, though, because the kids. Uh, God. It's all it's all oh, part man. of it, all part of that training. <laughs> life or life or death. All right. Anyways, um, we should probably wrap it up here, but uh, thanks for joining us, Kim. Um, I'd like you to go ahead and plug away, plug all the holes. <laughs> And <laughs> and uh, let our <laughs> listeners know where they can find you. Well, you can find me now at Twitter at Lesbertarian, Instagram at Lesbertarian, and website Lesbertarian.com. Just Lesbertarian, any social media you want to find me on, just type in Lesbertarian. That's going to be me. That's the only one. So there you go. You're so lucky. Somebody stole our Twitter handle before mm-hmm. we even got started. And so now, like, you get to hear us butcher yeah. <laughs> our contacts at the end of each show, which is good fun. So while I say that, you know, as always, Vixen fans, spread the love. Send, uh, send us some love on Instagram where we hang out the most at Voluntary Vixens. On Twitter at Vixens Voluntary. I don't know. You'll find us. Um, and... We've got a Patreon, and so, you know, you can find us there. Uh, Vixens underscore Yeah, voluntary? I think it's capital V. Something like that. I'm basically yeah. dyslexic. I don't know. Um, you know. You guys weren't kidding. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> right? See? Like, literally happens every time. But lucky for you, lucky for Lesbertarian Kim here, like, you can find her at the same place no matter what. So, um, welcome back to the MLGA podcasting platform, Kim. Thank you. And everybody, we'll uh, see you next time. Keep it sane. Keep it peaceful. Keep it voluntary. out. Ready? Bingo. Okay. One, two, two, three, three. Ah, Jesse, we're going to get this One right day. eventually, right? When we're actually in studio together, it'll probably be perfect. Well, yeah, because you probably wouldn't need studio. to clap, though. Yeah. You'd be sitting next to each other. <laughs> wait, wait, whoa, whoa, who's that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who dare? <laughs> All right. All right. Now we will start. Yes. Wait. No, that was part of our... <laughs> I mean, it was a terrible cold open, but that's supposed to be part of it. That uh, You our... and I were doing our thing, and then our new trio was joining. I give up. All right.
new start. Cam, enjoy all of this. Soak, soak it all in.